Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Rumblings, Podcast 296. This time I actually have something to say, as the expansion for Destiny 2 has come out, and as part of my uh, big fancy pre-order, I have access to that. And Hearthstone's newest expansion, Kobolds and Catacombs, has come out, and that is for the free. So, I don't have a whole lot to say about that one, I only have... Six boosters, you get some quests and stuff to get some free boosters. So that's all I've seen of it, plus the new dungeon mode. But hopefully you guys will enjoy the show. So there isn't a whole lot to the new Destiny 2 expansion, Curse of Osiris. I was only around in Destiny 1 for the first year, but their expansions from what I've seen seem more like what most games would consider a DLC pack as opposed to a full-on MMO-style expansion. So there's not a ton there. I think the main campaign took me about four hours to complete, and there were... I would guess about a dozen quests. There is a new planet with a new primary zone, but it's really, really small in comparison to the previous uh, planet zones we have access to. I would say compared to something like the EDZ, it's maybe a quarter of the size, and it doesn't let you use your bikes, so you're walking everywhere, and you can pretty much walk all the way across it in... I would say maybe five minutes if you weren't shooting anything in the face. So it's pretty small. Uh, From what I've seen, there's only one public event, which is kind of disappointing. You would think there would be more stuff uh, going on. I kind of expected a bigger area. Since, like I said, Bungie charges, you know, quite a bit for these expansions. I think if you didn't pre-order it, uh, it's around 15 or 20 bucks which is really kind of pricey for what you're getting. Negative points aside, I do love the new Egyptian-themed soundtrack and style of the new zone. It's all very cool, and it's probably my favorite uh, zone and music tracks so far. There are also new item quests, which aren't uh, super rare items. They're just purple uh, con-level items. But it's kind of cool that you get quests to do them in sort of the same style of things like Thorn for Destiny 1. You would find the quest, and then you would get uh, sort of different stages of things you would have to do. In this case, the things you have to do are pretty easy. It's just take part in uh, public events to get uh, one type of drop, or I believe uh, PvP matches for the other uh, item drop. And then you just need a certain number of those items, and then you sort of combine it into this, uh, you know, magical box. And then take it to the forge in the lighthouse in the new zone, and poof, you have uh, your new purple con level item. The first one I got was a scout rifle, which does penetrate shields, not the cabal uh, sort of 
barrier kind of shield, but just, you know, that regular white shield some enemies have. So it's kind of cool. Scout Rifle's not been my favorite. It kind of was in Destiny 1, but now I'm favoring uh, Auto Rifle as my sort of secondary weapon with Hand Cannon uh, as my primary, and then a Sniper Rifle as my go-to uh, power weapon because I like precision. I like to uh, be able to aim directly where I'm aiming. And while Auto Rifle uh, doesn't have a whole lot of damage, it is fairly precise and has a good deal of range if I need uh, range and speed, uh, like, you know, in the raids or when there's, like, a big wave of bad guys coming at me. I used to favor submachine gun quite a bit, but I found in the raids, which I've only done twice so far, that the submachine gun really just doesn't quite have the range uh, you need and want in some of those fights. Some of the fights you want to be kind of far and very mobile. So I've kind of switched to uh, auto rifle as my main uh, kinetic non-exotic weapon. There are some new uh, exotics, uh, yellow con. I, I think I said this uh, reverse in the first time I talked about Destiny, because I had forgotten uh, most games call exotic and legendary, uh, you know, the opposite. For most games, exotic is purple and legendary is, you know, yellow slash the highest level. Whereas for some fun reason, Bungie decided to reverse that, so I don't, I don't know what's up with that. Anyways, there are some new highest tier items, of which in the first five hours I was playing Curse of Osiris, I probably got two of them. Uh, I've actually gotten repeats of them since then, which is always annoying. I really don't understand why they don't have code in there to prevent you from getting uh, repeats of at least armor before you have, like, one of everything it would make. So much more sense not to repeat stuff. But that's cool to see. I haven't seen any of the new weapons. I've, I've heard rumors that there are new cool weapons, such as a gun that shoots uh, little spider mechs that chase after people. That would be probably pretty funny to see. Haven't seen it yet. There are some new changes that affect everybody, whether you have the expansion or not, because these uh, take place in the tower and other zones. And first of which you can purchase purple engrams from the Cryptarch for the shards, which again, I, I never remember what the shards are called. But that's really nice because I don't usually purchase a whole lot of stuff from Xur. So I'm usually pushing about two or 300 shards at any given time. So if you wanted to play the gambling game, you can dump a bunch into the Cryptarch and get some stuff. It isn't quite as high level though. Uh, like right now, I'm seeing drops that are uh, light level 305, and the ones he will sell will only be light level 300. So it's not really the best uh, thing. It it was really great sort of to buy two or three of those right when the expansion came out to sort of jump up some of the stuff I had, uh, which was in the 280 range. You know, it's like poof, now it's, you know, up at level 300, so that kind of fast-forwarded a few items and of course, you know, like everything else, that was scale based on whatever level you are. But that's a very cool option. Another thing is that some armor sets now have ornament slots. And much like weapon ornament slots, you do a special thing, and it will unlock the ornament. And then you put the ornament on the item, and it will change uh, basically what most people refer to as the skin of the armor. Uh, it still physically looks the same, but the paint job... Uh, on top of it will change. Like, I know for the PvP set, 
It has ornaments which will vary depending on the different activities. Like one of the pieces I'm somewhat close to, I think I'm about halfway there, uh, you, you need to do uh, 250 kills in PvP. Uh, like I said, I'm like halfway there, I'm like 150. And then another one is complete five weekly challenges, uh, you know, for uh, the PvP area. Uh, so, you know, since the expansion just came out, I've done one of those five. And then I think the hat is uh, win 25 uh, competitive rank matches, which I don't usually play competitive rank. I usually take the casual rank. But that wouldn't be, you know, too difficult to do as long as you win like 40% of your matches. You know, that's a decent amount of matches, but it's not a huge amount of time because each match is only like 10 minutes. And then there's one that's, uh, complete so many PvP challenges. You know, you get three of those a day. And now I think there's four different modes of PvP. Because there's the basic game PvP, casual, and then an Osiris uh, set of PvP casual. Which I guess makes sense. I mean, you wouldn't want people running around with the new uh, weapons, uh, fighting against people who don't, you know, have a chance of getting them. You want them to have at least equal chances for uh, what items they are using. So those have uh, different sets, I noticed. Because I didn't even notice the Osiris uh, set of uh, PvP matches until um, I think a day or two after I had gotten the expansion. I noticed, oh, I should probably look at what this icon is. And I mouse over it and it's like, oh, this is the Osiris set. And so I did it and I'm like, oh, hey, these are different... Uh, PvP challenges. I, I will do those. So you have lots of opportunities for challenges and which uh, sort of set of PvP matches you want to do. If you are into PvP, I am into it more than I commonly would be because it does seem really fair and it's not too terrible in balancing the matches as to who you get matched up with. Some matches are really, really good. They're really even and they're really great fun. Uh, some are kind of horribly imbalanced, like uh, the group will be really cohesive that you're fighting against and your group is not. And then, you know, like any PvP-based game, that's going to be not a very fun match. But the rewards are always pretty decent, so it's not too terrible to tolerate that. And one last thing I noticed that I guess is going to be a weekly thing, you know, for that powerful gear. And that is a heroic adventure. You can always restart adventures and, and replay them as you wish. But I guess this time with Osiris, I, I was in the zone and it happened to come up then uh, because that's the day it launched. So I noticed do a heroic adventure as a uh, powerful gear reward thing. Uh, so I happened to be in the new Osiris area. And so I just did one of the new uh, quests. I would assume it counts for uh, the whole game. I'm not entirely sure. Because, like I said, I did it once, and then uh, the options were grayed out, and it wasn't an option. So I haven't gone to look around uh, at other ones. Because if I could, I would just play heroic adventures like all the time as my main sort of solo time killer. Because it's cool. I like the adventures and the story, uh, since it tells you lots of story lore. Heroic mode was pretty challenging. I liked it quite a bit. And, you know, much like the Nightfall, it was you would get attuned to a certain uh, energy type, I guess they're called. 
solar, arc, or void. And then you just use a weapon that's aligned to that, and anything that's not will do, uh, you know, not as much damage. <laughs> a funny thing, which I don't know if it's going to happen every time, was my abilities, uh, grenade, and then, you know, my special class abilities, were all recharging, I would guess, three times as fast. So the Gambler's Dodge recharges in like 20 seconds normally. It was recharging like every five or ten seconds. I would use it. And then I would almost be able to immediately use it again. And I was using the, it's sort of like a, a stun uh, grenade thrown thing. Not as much damage as the grenade grenade, but it was, it's the Night Stalker's uh, special melee ability. Though it's not really melee, it's kind of thrown. And I was doing that about as much as you would normally have the dodge in a not a heroic adventure kind of mode way. You know, once every 20 or 30 seconds. In that adventure mode, I was doing it like every 10 or 15. So it was recycling really fast. Again, assuming it is 15 or 20 bucks over the base price, is it worth it or not? Uh, yes and no. I would say a much fairer price for what you're getting is probably closer to 10 bucks. But if you're like me and you pre-ordered the special edition... You've already got it covered, so it's not, uh, you know, a negotiable thing. You've already paid what you paid for it. And there are a lot more promised changes on the way. More uh, options for weapons. More, I think, options on what kind of stuff happens with armor and how you get loot. So they are trying to make people happy uh, as quickly as they can this time. Because they know they've got a very limited window this being the second game and the first expansion of the second game, if they don't make people really, really happy, they've pretty much lost them forever. And this being their third year of their 10-year plan, if they screw up and people abandon them, that's, you know, five or six years of their 10-year plan that nobody's going to pay attention to them anymore. So we'll see in the coming months how they do in terms of that. I hear... The biggest gripe is from the people who sort of grind daily and play tons and tons, and they say there's little to nothing to do at endgame. I guess I would agree with that. Uh, there's not a whole lot to do except for the raid, uh, and then you do your weekly things for the powerful gear, and then there's really not a whole lot to do if you're max level. There's not really a lot of point to playing a max level because there's extremely little to no chance that you'll get anything sort of worth it, as it were for your time. So I get their gripes, but I play it because it's fun uh, for me. And you know, like anything that you're playing, you know, you want to play because you like playing it. You don't want to play it for, you know, the rewards you get. If that's the only reason you're playing something, you're probably not playing it for the right reason. But that's sort of my preview thoughts on the Curse of Osiris expansion. I like it quite a bit. Uh, I love the new area. I'm there Pretty much any time I do a planet clearing, as I call it, you know, do all the three challenges of the planets, that will usually be the first one I do. And again, if you already have the game and you already like the game, and you didn't get a version that it comes free with, I would say it's probably worth considering. You might want to wait and see if it goes on sale. I doubt it will, being this close to Christmas, and they already have, you know, the next one planned already. They're probably not going to drop the price anytime soon. But I would say if you love Destiny 2, uh, it's definitely worth 
checking out and getting. And if you just feel kind of meh about it, uh, you might want to back off, wait, and see what the next expansion does and see if you still feel just meh about it. But that's it for my thoughts on the expansion. So Hearthstone's newest expansion, Kobolds and Catacombs, released yesterday, sort of just before afternoon, my time. So I haven't had a lot of time to play it. Uh, This is Friday morning, uh, the morning after. I played it maybe not quite two hours. I did about seven dungeon runs, and I have opened, I think, six boosters. And I played a few matches with people, not too many. Because I don't have a lot of cards, so I'm just going to get destroyed there. So I didn't make any notes on what to talk about. Because I haven't experienced a whole lot. The dungeon runs, as far as I can tell, are totally free. When you get the expansion, uh, the first two quests I got were for the expansion, you know. Kill five bosses, and then another one was kill ten bosses. And those weren't all at once. You could do multiple runs to uh, complete that, I think. The first run I did, I only got to, like, the third boss, and then the second run, I got to, like, the third or fourth boss. Seems to be about my average. I'll be able to beat three or four bosses, and then usually they crush me. The dungeon run is very different. I like it quite a bit. It starts you out with a very small number of cards, and you only have, like, ten health. And then each time you beat a boss, you get some more health, and then you get an option for three sets of three cards and usually you can build your deck a certain way and that way might actually vary depending on which uh, options you get during a run but it won't ever uh, horribly screw you like one run I did was dragon priest and I do like the dragons quite a bit I, I miss having all of my options for the dragons when it was at its highest synergy there was a lot of options and I, I loved it So one run I did that, and I would always pick uh, the Dragon Priest option. It would always give it to me. In other runs, the Dragon Priest option didn't come up. And it was three different options. One was uh, based around uh, the Death Knight hero card. I don't remember what they called it. They might have called it Death Priest. And then there's usually a balanced option. And I think I saw an option they called Holy uh, once. And... I think there was another option that was Shadow Priest. But basically, each class you pick, when you pick the run, you'll get you know, that sort of base chunk of a very small number of cards, and then you beat the boss, and then you get a choice of three cards from three different sort of themes. And so slowly over time, uh, you build your deck up. And I don't know if it's every boss, but you will get treasure loots, which can change up things quite a bit. Like one thing I would commonly pick was an option to upgrade my hero power. So the hero power for priest was then doing, I think it was four healing for one mana instead of, you know, the normal two for two. And I played a game as druid, and the druids 
upgraded hero power was two armor and two damage for one mana. And then there are other options, like a passive option I would usually take is all of your spells cost one less mana. Or in that same uh, treasure set, I would often see all of your minions have plus one damage and plus one health. So there's a lot of cool things uh, that you get that sort of change the game up passively, usually uh, on a permanent way, as well as options for uh, new cards that can change things up. Like one thing, I forget what they call it, but it's basically a card that will upgrade while it's in your hand. One I remember it was for the Druid, and it started out, do two damage, and if you upgrade your armor by, I think it's three points, this card will upgrade. And when the card upgraded, it became do four damage, and then upgrade your armor one more to upgrade again, and then that was its maximum of do six damage. And the cost stays the same, and the card has to be held in your hand, so it is, you know, taking up a slot, and you have to have drawn it. But it is a cool thing. It's sort of like a miniature quest to upgrade this card. I believe that is in the primary uh, deck set as well for competitive play. Uh, like I said, I only had six boosters, so I haven't really looked around at what options are or not uh, in the main game. I believe there's another new mechanic called Recruit, uh, which says, you know, recruit a minion. I don't know what that's about at all. I haven't uh, played any cards with it or gotten any cards with it. So there are some cool new mechanics in the expansion. Like I said, as with all Hearthstone expansions, it's free. You won't get a whole lot of boosters to start if you are free, uh, like me. I got, you know, the three and then two from quests. And then I bought three. Uh, I haven't opened them all. I usually save a few to open sort of over time so I don't do them, you know, all at once. So I might have more to say about the expansion uh, later on when I've experienced it more. I've only played, you know, like I said, a couple hours and I did mostly seven dungeon runs. But if you are playing Hearthstone, you might want to check it out since it's free and it will update you to it uh, automatically. So that's it for this week's Rabbit Ramblings podcast. I'm going to close pretty closely because somebody just pulled into the spot next to me and she's blasting some stupid morning show or, I don't know, her friend on the phone or something. I don't know. It's really annoying. Hopefully you guys can't hear it. I am getting very worried about money. Dad, I guess, didn't send anything for Thanksgiving. And I was really counting on a bigger amount there and a uh, bigger dad amount for Christmas to pay the bills I need pay by the end of this year. So, I don't know. I'm I'm really horribly thrown off my schedule there. He said uh, in a surprise uh, yesterday that he put an early check-in uh, with a card for Christmas and sent it yesterday. So, I don't know. I'll know uh, if he's added those two amounts together or if he's just sending 
one amount or if he's just sending a single small amount. I don't know. But I'm very worried about the bills because I have to pay for my internet space and my email. And that's 130 a year. I thought it was 100, uh, but I guess it's more than I thought. And then, of course, the December car insurance payment is already past due. That's another 42 bucks. And then if I'm going to keep financial aid off my back, I got to go to school next quarter. And that's another 50 plus, you know, 20 for parking. So that's, you know, even more. You know, like I said, if dad would have sent his two bigger amounts, that would have all pretty much been covered. Uh, just barely. So I don't know. Uh, we'll see. I'm hoping I get some donations and can uh, scramble together at least some of those bills uh, paid for. But I guess we'll see. You know, I, I don't have anybody that swears or promises certain amounts at any time. It's pretty random. So I guess, uh, you know, I just have to stay hopeful. And uh, we'll see. And I'll probably do another podcast in two weeks. Um, I'm not sure what I'll talk about. Probably the same stuff. I don't uh, I don't expect anything else will change. I guess if there were a news section, it would be uh, Star Wars is coming out next week. But everybody on the planet knows that. So not a big surprise there. But I guess uh, that's it for this podcast. And hopefully I'll see everybody next time. Okay, thanks, bye. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbitsramblings.html When you type Rabbit's Ramblings, don't use the space. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com if you like my page, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on YouTube at rabbitdot.com. I have a page on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash rabbit, R-A-B-B, number one T. You can set up a monthly recurring subscription there at a price point of your choice. Be sure to put the number 1 in place of I anytime you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright Eric Stryker using a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Derivatives License 2017.